Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. So they're doing a crossover of both the Karate Kids? Seems like it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Where are you getting this information? Like a bunch of movie sites posted it. Uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment confirms Machio will be playing Daniel LaRusso, and Chan will be playing Mr. Han, which is the character he played in the remake. It just just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, well, ha- has anybody seen the remake? Is it it's a remake? A remake? Yeah, like it's a complete remake. And part of the funny thing is that it's despite the fact that it's called Karate Kid. It's about kung fu. <laughs> that barely seems like a problem by Hollywood standards. Yeah, really. Um, still is unclear if the movie will follow the events of Cobra Kai or if any of the characters from that series will make any, any appearances. Stingray, the movie. Imagine don't, if they made Don't a- tempt me with, with gold like that, Noah. I fucking watch the shit out of that. That'd be amazing. (laughs) I'm sorry. What'd you say, Doug? I just if they made a Karate Kid movie that kept intact the canon of the Jaden Smith film, but ignored Cobra Kai, (laughs) the stupidity of that would fascinate me. The giant fuck you to everybody who was like, "Oh, I've come back to Cobra Kai for my Karate Kid." Uh, canon, and they're like, no, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how I'd respond to that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I, technically, Smith, I'm, always Jaden Smith in up movies. I don't think he's going to be in it. It said they're looking for another young actor to play the main role or whatever. Are they going to have like a, a mixed martial arts tournament where the karate guy has to fight the kung fu guy in the <laughs> Just like little kids ramming each other's heads off the cage and stuff. I don't know. I mean, after the gang war that uh, Daniel LaRusso and uh, Johnny started in the valley. Yeah. Jesus. I still don't understand how this works. <laughs> For six seasons into Cobra Kai. And it's like, why is there karate gang war? It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's so fucking great at the same time. <laughs> oh, it's the best. I can't wait till the new season comes back, which is the last one, unfortunately. Well, sure. Now that, now that Macho's getting his movie career back. He's like, I'm getting series. movie money, bitches. I don't need this Netflix bullshit. I mean, how fucking... It, it is fascinating, though, that somehow in the course of Cobra Kai... They've made Johnny the much more interesting character. Very much so. 
Through the first like two episodes, everybody was like, "Oh no, Johnny's got a point." Well, Andy's just—I mean—he's <laughs> one of those characters that you kind of—I don't know—you're like pulling for him because he's that fuck up from your high school mm-hmm. that you just like feel bad for. That you're like, "Yeah, he got dealt a bad hand, but maybe he'll pull it together." This feels like one of those things where you're like, every high school has that one fuck up that people, you know, root for, even though they know he doesn't really stand a chance. And if you don't know who that guy from your high school is, then <laughs> then it's you. Yeah, it, it was you. Good lord, that reminds me. I have to delete everyone from high school off my Facebook friends list when we're done. This. <laughs> just, just in case, <laughs> motherfucker. Why are you talking shit? Oh, acting like anybody from your high school listens to this. I'm reasonably confident no one does. My girlfriend doesn't even listen to this. To my knowledge, there's one person that lives in my whole city that listens to this. Besides me. I guarantee you Noah's wife doesn't listen to this. Uh, She only does on the rare occasion that we cover a movie that she gives a shit about. I thought you were going to be like, on the rare occasion where... I play it throughout the house when she can't stop me. <laughs> just, <laughs> she comes in the door and it's just coming through a Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker and the phone is hidden somewhere. <laughs> Playing at a high volume in a boom box. <laughs> just outside her window. I'm it above my head like it's fucking... Uh... Yeah. Noah, I told you I don't give a shit about ghoulies too. Come to bed. She's out in the yard. This isn't Ghoulies 2. This is Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college. That is that is a fucking lie. We will never cover that movie again. Uh, you, don't you dare say that. I was going to say, you and Scott did it on the old show. Yeah. Two, you two about burned the planet down. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've still never seen it. Oh, don't. Apparently it's Noah's favorite, favorite one, though. Uh, let's, all, let's all act surprised. I'm not gonna. No, no, that's not fair. Ghoulies Two is my favorite Ghoulies movie. Okay, then I did pick correctly. I de- I like Ghoulies Three because it's batshit crazy, but Ghoulies Two is the better movie. All right, Doug put his car keys down because he was about to make a trip down here just to murder you. <laughs> At the border, uh, reason for entering the country? Oh, I have to murder my podcast co-host. <laughs> All right, fair enough, <laughs> sir. You know, murder is a crime. He said, "Ghoulie Three is a good movie." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go, on. Go on, as you were, sir. I just hope I get like a true crime enthusiast that would absolutely let me through, just because they know they'd get interviewed for the Netflix documentary in three years. <laughs> so, I just, I was getting ready to say, I love the fact that that documentary would, of course, be people telling you know their sad stories about how much they love me and you know how doug was such a normal guy before he went on a rampage and then it would just cut to somebody like fucking uh uh oh god damn it what's his face the comedian short fat guy funny Pat Oswalt. <laughs> and Pat Oswalt would be like now now let me tell you about ghoulies three and why ghoulies three isn't okay <laughs> the most just dives from is- off frame and chokes him the most unrealistic part of that is where you found a bunch of people to testify that I'm normal. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know if you'd have that easy of a time getting into the country, though, Doug. You'd almost have to be an international spy of some sort. It's, that's a mediocre transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's not a bad transition. It's not a good transition. You really phoned that one in, Brian. Which well, I, I got to say, very suitable, Brian. Very well done. <laughs> Speaking of phoning things in, Noah, why don't you tell us about either one of these movies? Noah, why don't you tell us about Our Man Flint? Uh, Our Man Flint is a uh, 1960s pseudo parody, which was the American take on James Bond uh, during the... Uh, I do believe this was right when Sean Connery's James Bond was yeah. was at the tippy top. Uh, it follows uh, Flint, a ridiculous over-the-top character who is good at everything, including things that you can't possibly be good at. Uh, and he is brought in by the government after being selected by a supercomputer filled with punch cards that say he's the only person with all the skills needed to uh, stop the the evil going on in which hilariously the evil is actually a bunch of scientists who are using eco-terrorism to try to be like, Hey, the world's really, really bad. And uh, we think we might be able to fix it. But of course we have to blow up volcanoes and cause hurricanes to do that, (laughs) which is weirdly apropos nowadays, I suppose. Uh, Yeah. And he goes on a super spy mission. Um, At one point he has to save all, uh, four of his live-in girlfriend servants, uh, all the while seducing the evil chick who becomes number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin Powers stole literally everything from this movie. That's correct. And then Austin yes. Powers added humor to it. Oh, well, fuck off! Boom, roasted. <laughs> this, this movie's great. <clears throat> I'll so, accept, Doug, I'll accept the first part of Noah's statement. This is, in fact, a movie. This movie is. That's what you'll accept. That's what I accept. This movie exists. I, I have proof of it. I just watched a free version of it on YouTube that just ended. So I know that it happened. That mm. is kind of the extent of my thoughts on this movie. <laughs> During this movie, I, I nothing something you to didn't drink, like. So whenever I, uh, his boss walks into his house and it's filled with sexy art, and he pushes a button, and all the sexy art like gets sucked into the walls, and it's just replaced with modern art. He has two separate art sets depending on who's present. No, I didn't like that. No, you didn't like his sick kung fu moves. Including whenever he takes out the two guards, but before attacking the guy, he throws his hands directly above his head like an orangutan for no reason. (laughs) So here's the thing about the fight scenes in this movie. I have no idea if they're meant to be funny or not, because we've seen lots of movies from this era where the fight scenes look exactly like this. It's supposed to be both. It it can't be. Okay, so. I don't, well, it. It won about five awards for best action comedy that year. I don't. I don't respect the people who give out awards. <laughs> I never have. I never will. Doug uh, is so angry. I'm not even angry. I'm just. You ever like go over to a friend's house and they're like, "Oh, we just painted the bedroom. Go in and have a look at the new color." And you walk in and it's beige, and you're standing there thinking, "I don't." I don't know what I'm supposed to say to them when they ask if I like this or not. It's uh, that specific scenario has not happened to me, but it sounds like maybe it has to you. 
I, I, Noah did it to me this week. Technically, he did it, <laughs> technically he did it twice. We're going to have this same conversation two times in a row. Oh, I don't know. I heard that. <clears throat> just the hmm. just the vitriol. <laughs> it's not vitriol. It's not. I'm not this a beloved. This is a beloved film. Right. Just wait till we do the sequel next week. Fuck yeah. And like Flint, it's all about evil. It's all evil ladies, Doug. There was already an evil lady in this one. There was only one, though. The, the second one is a cabal of evil ladies. Well, well that it, that's much more clever. So I'll be way more impressed if we watch that movie. Mm. It looked like, uh, what was there, like 1976 sort of reboot? Come on, you didn't you didn't enjoy the scene where he goes into the bar and he fights the dude that's clearly supposed to be James Bond, and that the entire joke in the movie is that he's better than the James Bond character. And they're like talking the whole time. Yeah, the guy, the but guys. there's callbacks to it. Like she's reading that book at one point, and it's like Sean Connery's James Bond's manifesto, and she goes, well, "This is crap." <laughs> no, I didn't like that. I guess that's the answer to your Jesus, question. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Doug, Doug doesn't enjoy fun sometimes. I, uh, this, I, you're using the word fun very loosely there to describe this film. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the very 60s-ness of it. Um, that stuff was kind of fun. Overall, I do not think movies like this are for me. Um which is kind of a bummer. Like I've only seen like one or two of the old Bond movies and I've not super enjoyed them. Um, See, I don't particularly enjoy James Bond movies, but I enjoy yeah. movies that take the piss out of James Bond movies. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I see a difference between this and James Bond movies. I don't know that this was much of like, nothing was amped up more than it is in some of the James Bond movies. Well, see, but that's not entirely true. This this was amped up for the James Bond movies of that time. The James Bond movies kept getting more and more amped up as time went on, which was funny because I think they actually maybe took a couple notes from this movie because this movie was a huge success too. Oh, I I accept what you're saying. <laughs> I um, I thought it was weird seeing James Coburn in this role because that's not what I'm used to seeing him in. What is he known for? Because the name rings Westerns. a bell, but I yeah, he's okay. in a lot of westerns. Because I like I know the name, but I couldn't place him by looking at him, and I didn't care enough to look it up. So <laughs> you're probably used to seeing him with like gray hair and stuff. That's probably it. I probably know him from like 80s and 90s stuff, right? Yeah, he was in the uh, Maverick movie with Mel Gibson and James Garner. I'm looking at what he's done here. So. <sighs> he's oh, in he's the Magnificent in the, Seven. He's in the Great Escape. I've never seen the Magnificent Seven. That one I should see. Mm. He was in the Great Escape, which I have seen, which is a good movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, he was in 2002 Snow Dogs. That's probably where I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, that's it. I've never seen that. I just oh. I don't know. <laughs> it was like Jesus Christ, Jesus. man. I have a running joke about snow dogs with a, a friend of mine because he was going to a hockey game once and he sent me pictures of they had dogs there and they claimed they were, they were the official dogs from the movie Snow Dogs. <laughs> they had them out on the ice like as like a, a gimmick to attract a crowd. Uh, he was in Young Guns too. Oh, there you go. 
That's where I know him from. Uh, we still need to do that on the show. We did the first one. I think we did both. Oh, yeah, we did do both. Part of Slater September. I forgot. You're right. Yeah. I think we did, like, we did the, the two the two part all this one show. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What's some of your favorite parts, Noah, since you enjoy this movie? I, see, I I super get into this movie because it's basically just they were somebody watched James Bond and went, this is ridiculous that this dude can do all this stuff. And so they were just like, let's do that. Only more so. So there's like, he's a martial artist and he can fence and he can he can identify the the provenance of a poison due to the smell of bouillabaisse. Can I, um, I just want to push back. So he is a martial artist and he can fence. And that's funny to you. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, I am glad you enjoyed the movie. I, yeah. So yeah. And wow. like the whole thing where he's with their basically Q giving him his uh, gadgets and they essentially give him the suitcase that's from one of the James Bond movies. And he's like, no, this is a piece of shit. Check out my lighter. It has 87 functions. <laughs> One of which is a lighter. Which comes in handy later. Right. Why relevant? Again, the lighter operates as a lighter. That counts as a joke to you? Yep. I'm just yes. trying to cl- I'm just trying to understand the enjoyment you get from Phil. I'm- I t- so humor is a thing where <laughs> you set up an expectation and then you defy that expectation. Right. Yeah. Make a sound from the bottom of your stomach, Doug. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, ha ha. That that thing. Perhaps a chuckle. You go. <laughs> I've I have chuckled during films before. I just just mostly horror movies for some reason. <laughs> Quite often, yeah. I don't. I I just like. I, I don't know. I watched this whole movie and I was just staring at it going like, I acknowledge these things are happening. I'm not sure what's supposed to be a joke and what's supposed to be an action scene. Like I'm seeing these fight scenes and I'm like, they could be considered a parody of action scenes or they could just be action scenes that are not done that well. I don't know when I'm watching the film. It's just, again. Well, I think if, if so and- for, for the time, the action scenes were good action scenes. Okay, so then they're not a joke. Well, no, but the joke is always the ridiculous, like the fact that he does like kiyas and is constantly karate chopping people. But we've and like seen I said, putting putting his arms directly arms. above his head like an ape before he kicks somebody. Which once again, Austin Powers directly does that in one of the movies. I can't yeah. remember the first one. I think. I don't know, all you're doing is talking me out of the out of enjoying the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> mm. Tough critic. What, what does it all mean, Basil? You didn't like the the scene where he's just going from restaurant to restaurant tasting the bouillabaisse. <laughs> no, but I did recognize that they were trying to be funny there. So that's like closer to me enjoying the film, I guess. At least I at least uh, I knew what they were trying to do. Even if I thought Did you like it when he dressed up in brown face and shot up a bar? No, not particularly. Yeah, so let's skip over that part. <laughs> I was just sitting there watching it. Like I was kind of on my phone, but I just look up and I'm like, what the fuck? What, what are we doing? I think it was supposed to be funny because he used like the paper towel thing from the bathroom to make a turban. 
Yeah. So, you're the expert, Noah. Was that a joke when he did that, or was that funny? I think it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was funny in 1966. Not so much in 2023. I mean, although once once again, him killing the guy in the toilet, Austin Powers directly stole it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then Austin Powers added humor to it. Mm. Yes, 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 Doug. You find Michael Myers <laughs> funny and nothing else. We get it. Oh, Michael Myers in the Austin Power movies? That'd be great. I believe Noah was referencing Mike Myers, who is in the Austin Power movies. Already. No, I know, but he said Michael Myers, and I think Michael Myers being in the Austin well, Doug, Powers movies. Doug was giving funnier. him so much respect, I figured he needed his full name. <laughs> <laughs> much respect oh yeah he's Sir, Canadian. this Michael is Myers. i just realized that he's canadian this is fucking racism that's what's going on <laughs> doug you damn you damn canadian racist uh, uh, always got to stick together the damn canadians you nailed us <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to think. Like, see, I just, I don't know. I find every scene of this movie so fucking ridiculous. He also, there's the scene where they trap him in the fake safe, which is actually a real safe, but in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. That was a little convoluted. <laughs> yes, but he escapes by literally cutting through the hinges with his with his crazy blowtorch lighter. Mm-hmm. But then, whenever they go to go back in, they open the door, which he. He cut the hinges off the door. Wouldn't wouldn't the door just fall off when you open the door? Couldn't he weld them back together? I suppose. And I think that's what it implied, that he took the time to reforge the hinges of the door. (laughs) He just found an extra pair of hinges somewhere. He's like, here, let me fix this. So they'll be mystified by my disappearance. I did like the fact that the the pseudo-benevolent evil science cult Mm-hmm. Uh, who are trying to solve the world also apparently turn any woman who disobeys them into a sex slave. <laughs> Although that's probably the most realistic thing in the entire movie. That's exactly what an evil cabal of super scientists would do. Yeah. What were they called though? Pleasure galaxy. No, no, no. What was the pleasure units? Pleasure units. That's you what are not a pleasure unit. Uh, do we feel the president was supposed to be Nixon since there was bugs everywhere and he was just listening in? I, be- I believe so. <laughs> Isn't this too early for that? I don't know. What year is it was just kind of weird. 66, I believe. Yeah, they wouldn't. I don't know. Would that would it work that way by then? Good question. Um, well, he served from 69 to 74. Yeah, so this was pre that. Preemptively doing it. <clears throat> Who was president before him? Then? I mean, it, it might have more been a reference to. Uh, why is my brain not working? Head head of the CIA for fucking a bajillion years. Who was a douchebag? Who basically Edgar Hoover? Yeah, Hoover. J. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was president before Nixon. Hmm. I read a book about Hoover, it's and it was terrifying. Yeah, it's not surprising. No. It sounds like basically he controlled every president for his entire lifetime, which is crazy. Did you watch the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Uh, I don't believe so. Just wondering if it was accurate or not since you read the book. So what did you think of the movie, Brian? 
Did you ever, uh, did you ever swing in good time? Like I said, I enjoyed the sixtiesness of it. Uh, probably overall, I wasn't a big fan of it, but not because I didn't think parts of it were not funny or whatever. It's just I don't know if I if these kind of movies are for me. Just not your style. Yeah, because I've seen From Russia with Love. I saw it on a big screen. I enjoyed that one, um, and I feel like I've seen a couple other of the early Bond movies, and just was not a fan. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of In Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm. Lazensby one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. Just may not be my thing. But then I've enjoyed uh, all the uh, Daniel Craig Bonds. Well, not all of them. I feel like his Bond was like an every other kind of series where the first one's pretty good, second one not so good, third one pretty good, fourth one eh. Yeah. I feel like anymore they're just huge action pieces. Mm. It's like, I don't know. I enjoy a spy movie. And I feel like you don't get a lot of spy movies anymore. They're all action movies with spies in them. Well, we got, what was it? Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Wasn't there another one with Tom Hanks that Spielberg did? Yeah, maybe. The 5 Million Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Still can't believe those are going. Oh, they're going to go forever. Yeah. Apparently they... Until Tom Cruise dies. Replace Tom Cruise's blood with, like, cryogenic uh, fluid or something. He's got that Scientology magic keeping him young. <laughs> it's true. Although it's starting to falter. His face is getting a little puffy. He's got to start getting... You start cleaning those Thetans out. All right. Doug, not a fan. Noah, big fan. Me, sort of in the middle. <laughs> Welcome to the Midnight Drive-In. This is what happens in every... <laughs> <laughs> Every movie, one person hates it, one person loves it, one person doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, all right, Doug, why don't you tell us about the man who knew too little? Um, Bill Murray goes to England and he's trying to be in like an audience participation theater game thing, mm-hmm. but he accidentally answers the wrong phone call, so they think he's a spy and he thinks he's in this game. That's all. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so Doug, what did you hate about this one? Uh, again, like this movie was beiger than Bill Murray's jacket in it. I, I recognize that this is a movie. I acknowledge that they made it and that I was able to play it on my television. I have no thoughts. <laughs> It's it's Bill fucking Murray, man. <laughs> it's Bill Murray in a G-rated comedy from 1997. Don't make me put Garfield on the fucking list. This is clearly PG-13. I'm staring at the IMDb right now, and it says certification G. That's why I said that. Yeah, is that Canadian? Maybe it's, it's classified different in the United States. It's IMDb. I don't know. No, it's IMDb.com. Now now I'm checking. Now I'm checking whether it's imdb.com or imdb.ca. That's how much I cared about this movie. That's the level of analysis I'm doing. I don't know. Like, I don't like, like a running joke in this movie is that he works at Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Okay. He works at Blockbuster. Because he's wanted to work in the, uh, in the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at IMDb. It clearly says rated PG for language, innuendo, comic violence, and sensuality. You're trying to tell me that they changed this? They changed IMDb without, even though 
Um, I think if you, it senses what country you're in, it gives you that country's huh. rating. Because yeah. if you click on it, it does show the certification for multiple territories in the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's PG. It does show G for Canada. Finland, it's rated K-12. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming <laughs> it means it's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. good for people 12 and over. Yeah. Italy, it's rated T. Don't know what that means. A in Spain. So rated ass. <laughs> That's the rating Doug gave it. It's interesting. I mean, you how many didn't. Countries... You didn't enjoy fucking Alfred no. Molina is the assassin who's convinced that Bill Murray's character is a genius super spy. No, mm. I recognize that that was Alfred Molina, and I acknowledge that he was in the film. I have no opinion of his performance in the film. Mm. Well, I think Doug was in a bad mood. So because I I enjoyed this movie. The the countries that use just like a number for a rating is that the age you're supposed to be to watch it, or is it? I have no idea. Those mean something else. Don't know. Huh? Because like the Netherlands <sighs> is a six, but the United Kingdom is a twelve. Weird. <laughs> you didn't enjoy the fact that he thinks the gun is fake and he keeps pointing the gun at his face over and over and over again throughout the movie. No. Accidentally shoots a phone. Almost shoots a woman, but he's such a bad shot that he missed her three feet away. Well, handguns are surprisingly inaccurate. People don't know that. Okay. Handguns are like because they have the the short barrel. There, it's they don't shoot as straight as movies make them out to be. Hmm. That's why I've never fired anything over a BB gun. So yeah, I would have no idea. Yeah, that's why cops are trained to shoot like multiple times is to make sure you get your target good and they sh- and you aim for the body because you can't really like people think they can pick off legs and arms and you, you really can't. Why is the Canadian schooling us about guns now? Um, I don't know. I enjoyed Bill Murray in this. I thought he was a lot of fun. Um, a lot? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like his sort of like uh, aloof, like I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, yeah, it's, it's basically, I think I'm in a play sort of thing. Yeah, it's basically Super Spy Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. <laughs> His brother, Peter Gallagher, tells him, okay, I got shit to do tonight, so just don't disturb me and we'll hang out tomorrow. And Bill Murray keeps bringing women back to the house and calling them and fucking up like all of his... uh, And all that was funny to you? Yeah, it was funny. Yes, yes, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) They keep asking him why he's here and he keeps going, oh, my brother's trying to impress the Germans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, like... Bill Murray does a similar thing in What About Bob? And it's actually funny in that movie. See, and that was what I was comparing him to in my head was his character from What About Bob? Like, it's like, what if Bob went to England? Yeah, that that is pretty accurate. Yeah. Turns out I don't like Bob in England. I don't know. Thief of joy. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) Sorry we couldn't... Sorry we couldn't... Stack the cast with Canadian actors, (laughs) Doug. (laughs) Uh, that's the secret we find out this whole this whole uh almost coming in on three up 300 episodes of the show doug only likes movies that have canadian actors in them 
something to do yeah. with statistical analysis and let us know. <laughs> Doug, Doug, can't, Doug can't understand a joke that's not told in a Canadian accent. <laughs> that'd be that'd be really fucking funny. I wish that was true. I wish there was a way to prove that that was true and I didn't know it about myself. It'd be my version of being the Bill Murray character in this. I'm just hating movies because I don't understand the jokes because the lack of Canadian accents. Uh. It's like somebody somebody tells Doug some stupid joke from his childhood, but it's just like, why did the chicken cross the road, eh? And he's like, oh my God, this joke's been funny the whole time. Uh, I feel like you might be overreacting to that. <laughs> oh, no, it's so it's, funny. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a really funny thought. <laughs> the dumbest joke in the world. And Doug's finally like, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pure comedy gold. I casually point oh. out that this guy like is the director of this film. I'm just looking at his IMDb. Uh-huh. Nothing even remotely close to a comedy shows up on this. Oh yeah, it's so like he's he's known for copycat entrapment, the core. <laughs> also, Jesus. not good movies, I don't think. But I remember copycat being pretty good. Was it, I don't know if I've seen that it. one. Entrapment, I remember thinking was kind of silly, but I don't really remember it. And the mm-hmm. core, I come on. But copycat is uh, Sigourney Weaver. It's oh. where uh, so, somebody's re. Like using the MO from different serial killers, and that's why they can't catch them. Oh, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like a seven ish type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mid 90s, so hit or miss. Let's put that on the list just so we have an excuse to, to watch it. We don't have to, it's fine. Nope, I'm doing it. Um, I don't know. I like Bill Murray, I like that Peter Gallagher is his brother. For some reason, it's just like this fucking, like, I mean, Bill Murray's fucking hilarious, but from my perspective, he's not exactly like a looker, as it were. And then you have Peter Gallagher, who's like one of like the most handsome men like ever, and somehow they're brothers, because of course they are. Okay. I, like, I don't, like, I don't dislike either of those actors. I just don't, mm-hmm. like, know what, I don't know, what they were given to do in this movie it was very bland. Mm, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a, it's a fish out of water idiot story. Like most comedies. I just like that. He ends up with that, um, cigarette case, like, like walkie talkie. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where he's essentially bribing whoever for like $3 million or something for some letters. And they're just casually hanging out with a couple of cops. And the guy's like, okay, how about three? Knocks on the window, shows her three, and she's like, okay. And he's like, all right, yeah, we'll take three. And he's just so, like, casual about it. It just, I don't know. It's funny to me. It's funny. He wouldn't show us identification. That's because he's a spy, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. See, again, nothing out of Doug. Emotionless. He's a brick wall, and that is so fucking funny. It's... I don't know I... Here, Doug. Here. I'm glad he's a he, 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 really he's a secret agent, eh? Is that any better? No, because now it's upsetting. Because I know that, like, for the next year of my life, you're gonna have to hear that joke. oh my 
It's the best. That's the last time, I promise. Like the Key and Pill sketch with the uh, Obama's anger interpreter. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Doug's joke interpreter who just repeats the same joke. Just puts A at the end and suddenly he gets it. Oh, sorry, Doug. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the, I like Alfred Molina. I think he's great. Um, just got a mustache and he keeps like, he's like one of the best killers ever. For some reason, he's just completely baffled everything he does. Bill Murray gets out of. He's like, my God, he's <laughs> such a professional. <laughs> Even gets a chance to kill him at the end, but he can't do it because he respects him so much. Even, I really like the part where they're trying to like torture information out of him, but you know, of course, Bill Murray's character is an idiot and doesn't know anything. <laughs> so they keep being like, "Who do you work for?" And he's like, "Blockbuster in Des Moines, Iowa." <laughs> My God, he's trained so well. <laughs> they keep like double dosing him and shit. It doesn't work. I do like the point that, that the guy goes to give him the antidote and, it, and hits him, and they sit there for a second. And he goes, oh, this is just a normal pin. <laughs> <laughs> nothing out of Doug. There was never a, like a titter or nothing when that happened. It's so I'm fucking guy, funny, Doug. I agree all of those things happened. I just... I don't know. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Doug probably watches a porn and then he's like, yep, those people had sex. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a bland porn, I would. (laughs) And the two two evil uh, Russian henchmen are just playing Kerplunk for no fucking reason. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was like, why are they playing Kerplunk? (laughs) They just like to play Kerplunk. What's wrong with that? No, it's just like most movies, like the henchmen are like playing cards or something. But here it's like, nah, we don't walk around with an easily, you know, carryable pack of cards. Like we travel with the game Kerplunk. <laughs> it's even better that they're taking their game of Kerplunk very seriously. <laughs> yeah. Getting super annoyed at Bill Murray. I do like the fact that they bring up about a thousand times in the movie that he's allergic to Old Spice cologne. <laughs> it, and really, I don't know if they ever point out if anyone actually is wearing Old Spice. <laughs> oh, is that like the connection between these two movies? Is that our backup theme is the guys can recognize? Like, is the other guy recognized like that really specific taste and this guy recognizes the really specific smell? Is that our... What makes his allergies go? Oh, Doug. He got his nasal spray stuck in his nose the last time he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. I'm sorry that whatever thing has destroyed the happiness in your soul <laughs> has done that. Uh, you can watch Shopping Mall for next week if you want. I might. You never know. That's kind of always true, though. I, might, I always might watch Shopping Mall. When Lando gets older, we'll show him this movie. He'll turn out to love it and then try to show it to you, and you'll have to watch it again. You'd be like, those fuckers, this was this was a con the whole time. You corrupted my boy! 
Tell him how much you like Bill Murray and the man who knew too little. If I'm showing him Bill Murray movies, it will not be this. No boy of mine's going to watch a Bill Murray movie that isn't Ghostbusters. Dad, I want to work a blockbuster. Go to your room. Oh, man, that'd be my dream. My kid works at Blockbuster. <laughs> Anyways, the man who knew too little. <laughs> People find it funny, except Doug. Yeah, what? you didn't even enjoy Bill Murray's Russian dance. I don't even remember that. Where he's doing the thing with the uh, nesting dolls and he's like yeah. dancing around. Oh, yeah. He's got the giant uh, bear hat on or whatever the fuck it is. You're, no, you're correct. That did happen. He keeps And he keeps twisting the doll and keeps turning the timer on and off on the bomb. Yeah. No, you're, you guys are correct. That thing did happen. Good Lord. Jesus Christ. Are you sure you're Canadian? You sound German. <laughs> like, this is not funny. <laughs> I don't. I. Why is the little man sitting there on the bench? I do not like him on the bench. You're starting to. This will be relevant in a second, but starting to remind me of the the uh, South African bad guy from Lethal Weapon Two. Since he just died, he's been on my mind. <clears throat> so, like Doug, why don't you like this movie? And you're like diplomatic immunity. <laughs> like that doesn't even make any sense, Doug. You should watch Lethal Weapon too, though. I'd watch that again. You're not wrong. My pro- my problem is, me and Mel Mel Gibson's such a fucking turd of a human being. It makes it hard to go back and watch his good movies. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at mndriveinpod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Alright, what did everybody watch? Uh, uh, did, I t- did we talk about seeing the Marvels last week? Yes. No. Well, then nothing. Because <laughs> I've been working my ass off. All right. What'd you watch, Doug? Uh, I did watch some stuff. Uh, first up, I went and saw Thanksgiving. As did I. Because it's, for some reason, being released a month late, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> sure. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I thought it was... It walked that line between being a parody of a slasher and being an actual slasher, like, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like having fun with this with the genre without ever crossing that line into making fun of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I'm guessing you liked it because I know you're a huge fan of Scream, which is probably the best example of a film doing yeah. that. It is very much in lines like a Scream movie, which means no one's yeah. gonna hate it. Um, um, no, I really liked the movie. I had one of the worst uh, theater going experiences ever, though. Oh, that sucks. So that tainted my. Uh, viewing experience because i just sat stewing the whole time so pissed off that people were ruining it for yeah but the like the movie is just i I love when they're setting up the red herrings and it's so obvious that they're red herrings and it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're not a fan of slasher films you might think these are like possible suspects but if you are you're just like why are they even bothering to set this up like they're obviously doing (laughs) it as like a little nudge nudge to the audience Mm -hmm. 
the boyfriend that comes back to town a year later. All that stuff. Yeah. The opening uh, Black Friday scene was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, a little weird because that dude in the hockey jersey gets his next cut. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to hockey news lately, but. Oh, yeah, that just happened, right? Yeah, there's like a dude currently like in jail or, or out on bail probably in the UK for slitting another guy's throat with his skate. So. Mm-hmm. I just. I just heard two people say mostly positive things about an Eli Roth movie in a row. Yeah. And it's been a long time since that happened. <laughs> is, this movie is like, if you're a slasher fan, I would highly recommend Thanksgiving, like fun kills, mm-hmm. like ludicrous setups, but like done in a fun way. A lot of like, there's even like some good misleads. Like when they're, when they're setting up like the, the climax towards the end of the movie, they're like setting up a trap and it ends up, I guess, minor spoiler, like it, it doesn't play out the way you're expecting it to. And I'm like, oh, well, that was fun because I was waiting for it to play out a certain way based on the setup they were giving us and everything they were doing. And then it just goes in a different direction. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you'll be happy to know, Noah, that there is a scene where... Uh, I guess the slasher really doesn't have a name, does he? Well, they call him that. I don't know. They refer to him by like the mask he's wearing. Hill, yeah. Pilgrim man. No, yeah. he's got a mask on. It's of a specific like. Pilgrim. It's of uh, John Carver, who was the first governor of uh, Massachusetts, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he does wear like the pilgrim outfit and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fun the way they have they give out they have the lady giving out the masks to everybody, and. Yeah. Um, then they're like, that's the one the killer wears. And you're like, so everyone in town could be a suspect. And they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, there's a scene where he kills, he kills a guy and um, he's getting ready to leave. Like the, the slasher, like kills him, does what he needs to do, goes to leave, turns around, sees the cat meowing at him. And you're like, oh fuck, he's going to kill this cat. And then you see him go over. And he fucking feeds the cat so the cat's not hungry, gives him a little scratch on the head, and then just walks out the door. Super fun. <laughs> like my favorite. It's like yeah, he's a he, trampoline. He's a he's a he's a killer, but he's not a monster. Yeah, come on. That's how they made him sympathetic to the audience. Exactly. Yeah, the trampoline kill um, is the one that probably fucked me up the most. Maybe it was. It was real fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Because <laughs> it's different than the one that's in the trailer version. And yeah, I, like, I, I haven't seen anything since. I never watched any of the modern trailers for it. I haven't seen the trailers since I was in theaters and saw Grindhouse kind of thing. Yeah. It's not true. I've seen the movies, the Grindhouse movies since then. So I've seen the trailers since then. But Yeah. But, I mean, the trailer, like, I guess Eli Roth said in some interview that the, the trailer and the movie are vastly different just because they were essentially like different assignments. The grindhouse trailer was supposed to be like some weird lost, like 80s slasher movie. And then this movie isn't that version of the movie. It's, you know, its own thing. But, um, yeah, the trampoline death's a little different sticks the knife up and her fucking heel comes down on it, which is like, Oh fuck. No, didn't like that. Yeah. But, I did like it. <laughs> no, no, I know, but it's just 
I was just going, oh my god, oh no, oh no, it's terrible. It's so good, but it's terrible. It's yeah, it was um oh yeah. There's that kill. There's I like the guy that gets beheaded and they just put his head on a plate. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. The one girl that he keeps trying to cook, but she keeps waking up. <laughs> <laughs> All that's so much fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think because the uh fucking Black Friday thing is fantastic. Yeah, that whole opening sequence and like the fact that people are like filming it is kind of like some fun commentary. It's done in a fun way, I think. Uh huh. But that whole sequence is just like a blast, and like I love the it's the way they are parodying like the the idea of like in in most movies it's like oh a prank went wrong and a year later the guy's back to you know and yeah. this it's like these kids are like responsible for it because her dad owns the store and so they got in the back door to take advantage of some black Friday deals before everyone else was allowed in the store. That's the thing they've done wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's fun. It's a nice setup. I sure, appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. So usually I go to the Thursday night screenings because yeah, annoying people aren't there on Thursday nights and uh, I couldn't go. And then a friend of mine's like, Hey, I want to go see it. On Saturday, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." And there's a fucking whole row of like high school girls who I don't even know how got in because it's a fucking R-rated movie. Because the theater's just, yeah, whatever. Whoever shows up, we don't give a shit. Um, and so, fucking, they're like talking and they're on their phone and like bullshit. And this guy in front of them tells them like three times to stop talking. He gets real pissed about it. And then, like the last time. All the girls are laughing and the, one of them's fucking with her phone and like fucking flashlight comes on in the middle of the theater. And so now I'm pissed. So I tried to back this guy up. So I just lean over and I just yell, knock it off. And everybody just looks at me and they're quiet for like five minutes and then go back to their bullshit. How about, I was like, Jesus Christ. How about this weirdness though? Somebody turned on their flashlight in the theater while I was watching the movie too. Oh, fuck. Weird, right? Yeah. And I did. So- I went. I went Thursday night at 10 o'clock and still had annoying young people wow. in the theater. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you guys be in bed? Right. Yeah. The other guy got up and moved and I was with like five other people. So I've done the yeah. get up and move thing a bunch of times. Theater was full enough that we couldn't just all get up and move somewhere else. So I would have, like, I would have abandoned my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, guys. you guys are on your own. I would have screamed it too. Oh, so I did the best I could to block everything out. I still enjoyed it, but I'm definitely excited to rewatch it at some point. I think it could become a tradition for me. It's because yeah. there aren't a lot of great Thanksgiving horror films out there, and this one was just a real blast. Yeah. I don't really have any complaints about it, I don't think. Like, you could formulate the argument that, like, oh, some of the characters aren't well-developed or something like that if you wanted to, but it's a slasher, like a fun slasher movie. I don't anticipate, like... Yeah. Like there's not a great love triangle between the lead and her two potential boyfriends, but I so like it's there's not really supposed to be, you know. No, I don't think there's any like bad, really bad performances. I don't think there's any great performances. Um, I was really excited to see Gina Gershon in the movie. A little weird. I uh, I was not expecting like I I did not see anything with her in it, so I was like, hey, I was actually like weirdly surprised by like. The cast was like there were several faces I recognized, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. I thought, thought there'd be no faces I recognized. I thought this was going to be. Uh, Pat, 
Patrick Dempsey, who was just voted the sexiest man alive. Yeah, what's he doing in this? I'm just like, what the fuck is he in this movie for? I bet this is what he agreed to do, and then he got voted sexiest man alive, and he's like, fuck. (laughs) Got that fucking Thanksgiving movie coming out. Yeah. It's like, oh, thank God they (laughs) voted now. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. All in all, I was like, I just remember, like, sitting in the theater, like, smiling. I laughed out loud a few times. Mm -hmm. And, like, the kills all made me, like, just big grin on my face the way I am when I'm watching a slasher movie, and Huge, huge recommend. Really, just I uh, stay through the credits. No, mm. is there a post credits? There is, but it's not worth staying for. Oh, okay, what happens in it? Um, the dude with the mustache, the bald guy who owns the store. Yeah, it's like uh, a scene, a scene that's already it's in the movie, but it's just a shot of him. They're doing they're doing the scene. He's talking to his daughter or something. They like hug, and I don't know. He's basically telling her how much she he, she means to him or some bullshit. And then, you know, they hug. She walks out of frame. And then Eli, it's the guy that's in like a ton of Eli Roth movies. So they're obviously like friends. So he just left the camera running and doesn't yell cut. So the guy's just standing there sort of like trying not to like ruin the scene. But there's nothing left to do. So he literally is just standing there trying to like. Okay, all right. Okay. You know, in his head, he's like, "When are they? When are they going to cut?" And they don't. And eventually, he gets tired of waiting, so he just looks directly into the camera and flips Eli Roth off. And you hear everybody laugh. With it. That's kind of funny, <laughs> but not camera. really. Yeah, again, more of yeah. a behind-the-scenes moment than a post-credit sequence. Yeah, <clears throat> funny though. But you know, I read there was something, so I waited. Everybody else in my friend group left. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I don't care. It's and so awkward so, when you're the only one that stays and you're like, I, but I'm not doing it. And so I came out and they're like, all saying, they're like, we, oh, we thought you died. And I'm like, there's a post credit scene. And they're like, oh, there was. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, what was it? I'm like, well, you're going to have to go see it again. I'm not telling you. Yes, we'll find out when this hits VOD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. Still a fun movie. If you like holiday slashers. Yeah, right up your alley. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of, of like the fun kind of slashers that because there are some more serious slashers and some fun slashers, this is the fun kind. And yeah. If you're into that, it's it's real fun. So, um, what else did I watch? I watched a movie called The Freak Maker. <laughs> okay, 1974. Donald Pleasance is a mad scientist professor guy trying to create a new species that's like a human plant hybrid and so some of his subjects are somewhat successful and they live a little while so he needs somewhere to put them so he just has a deal with the local freak show he just puts his subjects in the local freak show um if you've ever wanted to see donald pleasance feeding a bunny rabbit to a giant venus flytrap this is the movie for you (laughs) (laughs) It's a very specific genre that Noah's very into, it sounds like. It's it's honestly like I I don't I don't know if I can say this is a good movie. That seems like a bit of a stretch. But it's like there's so there's like there's this deformed guy, he's like and he's like huge and deformed, like the way people in deformed people in movies are like super strong and stuff, you know how that works? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so he he like runs the freak show and he works for Donald Pleasance's character because Donald Pleasance is telling him like First of all, I can feed you like people for your feed show, your freak show, and secondly, like 
if I get this more, if I get all this genetic stuff working, right, I can cure your deformities. Right. And so meanwhile, there's like, like the background plot is a tribute to the movie freaks where there's like all the, the freaks like meet together and they're all like, they're, they don't like the way they're being treated by this guy. So you can imagine how that's going to play out. So if you want to see a bunch of midgets with shockingly good knife throwing skills, taking out a giant deformed guy, this is also the movie for you. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching it, even though like well, it's no one knows going to be watching this week. Yeah. It also is under the title, the mutations. So there, I don't know if there's slightly different cuts or not, but I don't think so. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just Donald Pleasant's doing his thing and like, you know, eventually like, it's like one of his students is one of the ones that he, that he does experiments on and she's now in the freak show. So then they have to be like, Oh, don't let the other kids from the college into the freak show because they'll see their friend in there. Who's now an alligator woman. <laughs> so stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> so you guys say, I don't know how to have fun, but I know how to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just flip it through shutter and I just see like the freak maker where that title's obviously going to get my attention and Donald Pleasance on the front. And I'm like, and then I click the description. I'm like, is Donald Pleasance playing a wannabe Dr. Moreau? I think I'm in. Obviously, this is what I'm watching. Like, I don't think there's much much debate. And when he feeds that bunny to that giant Venus flytrap, I'm like, I guess I'm all in on this now. I guess there's no... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Like, again, do I recommend it? I, I described it. You can decide for yourself whether that's a movie for you or not. I don't know. <laughs> you may have sold noah i'm pretty sure i did noah hasn't talked in a while he might be watching it as we speak (laughs) 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 on shutter i don't know if you have that or not but yeah not currently oh yeah what my cat's meowing at me for no reason um yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about that. We'll talk about it in more detail when other people have seen it. Uh, the only other thing I watched this week, which is kind of a weird one, but I watched Sid and Nancy, which is the story of Sid Vicious and Nancy, whatever Nancy's last name was. Um, Needed some more Gary Oldman, huh? I did. That's exactly the thought process. And I mean, like, I'll get it out of the way because obviously Gary Oldman is so fucking good in this movie. Like, Honestly, if I didn't know it was Gary Oldman going in, I don't think I would have noticed it was Gary Oldman, and he's not wearing any makeup or anything. Like, he's just, you know what I mean? He's just, um, yeah, like, he's just, and he does all these scenes where he's all, like, royally fucked up, obviously. That's, if people don't know the story, it's basically the two of them were really bad influences on each other, and eventually they both died from, we're not exactly sure what, but... (laughs) There was lots of heroin involved um, and, you know, basically destroyed their lives. So to watch, to watch him put on this performance where he's doing all this shit and you're just like, God, it's, it can be difficult to watch because he's doing such a good job that it's really believable. At one point I actually started to feel bad for the actress that plays Nancy, whose name I don't know right now, but like, I thought she was doing really poorly in the role. And then I started to think, no, I think she's just acting next to this guy. And it's like, what chance does she have to come across as good? <laughs> like, I think she just painted herself into a corner here. Like, she's doing fine. But fine compared to what Gary Oldman's doing is completely unacceptable. Right. So, like, 
I don't know what else she could have done. You can't you can't expect her to keep up with them. Um, so like just yeah, just mind blown by the performance. Uh, the movie itself, though, I think was really lacking. It mm. it's like this like the story is supposed to be this guy who's like top of the world in Sex Pistols, and it spirals downhill. But there's just it feels like they didn't set stuff up enough. So when the fall happens, it's like so kind of thing. Like they didn't establish that this, like the Sex Pistols were a big deal. They didn't even they make reference to that famous incident with them like going out on the barge and playing at the queen or whatever but they don't seem to make it feel like it's a big enough deal so when the band the band eventually breaks up because of his shit it's like yeah they the band's breaking up but we haven't really established for in within the context of the movie that they were a big deal so what difference does it make if they break up do you know what i mean yeah and then there's even like there's a scene where they go like after they've moved to america they go to Nancy's family's for a holiday. Let's say Thanksgiving, since it's that time of year. Um, sure. I don't know if it's that or not, though. And it's like they end up like like they're at like her grandparents' house, I think. And the grandparents are like, "Oh, well, we thought you kids would have a lot more fun if you'd stay at a hotel, so we got you a room, and we'll you know we'll take you there right after dinner." Kind of like pushing them out of the house, and they're like, "Well, what about tomorrow? Like we like I thought you'd make us." pancakes or whatever like you did when i was a kid and they're like oh no we're all going out of town tomorrow so (laughs) like it's and it's like it's this thing but it's like yeah it's kind of sad to see people like whose family doesn't want to deal with them anymore because of their addiction issues and stuff but Mm -hmm. there's nothing leading up to it in the film that shows us that they were ever a close family like there's no introductory scenes of her like with her family when she's younger showing that she loved her grandparents and stuff. So it's like, again, in the context of the film, you're like, I know what you're trying to do here, but you're showing the breakdown of a family, but we never saw them as a family. So I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, It's yeah. weirdly enough. I have it on DVD. I've never actually watched it. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Like again, the performance. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> and you know but the the actual filmmaking the storytelling i think is a little lacking and it leaves a, a lot and then the other thing is i guess spoiler alert for the end but um, it is a true story so like he eventually dies of heroin overdose and that happens off screen like <laughs> that's it's like the lines of die like the the writing you know sid died of a heroin overdose in such and such a day and you're like oh but why not show that in your movie like especially when you've got gary oldman there putting in this performance what about having him die on screen and having us like that be your final shot of the movie as opposed to writing across the screen telling us it's gonna happen yeah yeah it kind of sucks yeah i don't know so it was again if you're if you're a fan of movies and you want to see gary oldman do his thing man great performance if you're a fan of storytelling and you want to I don't know. Like, there's a lot of incidents that I know happened, and they are recreated in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, okay. They had a fire in their hotel room and had to move to a different room. Yep, they're showing us that happening, but I'm not sure if I'm getting any impact from it. Hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah. And again, other people might feel differently. I don't know. But, But that, yeah, that's it. That's what I watched this week. You got some stuff, Brian, besides Thanksgiving? (laughs) Uh, No. Why did you laugh at that? 
<laughs> You'll laugh at anything this week, apparently. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Well, since Doug was so upset with the movie selections this week, so sad, so unhappy, so downtrodden, I know there's only one thing that can cheer him up, and that's Bill Paxton. So next week we're going to do two Bill Paxton thrillers, One False Move and A Simple Plan. Oh, A Simple Plan is really good. I don't think I've seen One False Move. Neither have I. I do, I do like A Simple Plan, which is kind of why I picked it, because I kind of wanted to rewatch it. Yeah. Say Raimi or something familiar to me. Simple Plan? Mm, it's not ringing a bell. Really? Raimi directed Billy Bob Thornton, Bill Paxton, Plane Crash, Money. You can just snip this out as my plot description for next week, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just means I'm real excited about next week then. I want to see what Noah thinks of a simple plan because I absolutely love it. So, <clears throat> should be interesting. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious to see how people react to it because it's, it's kind of a slow burn in the, especially when you know it's made by Sam Raimi. It is like a little, like, no, oh, that's not usual. That's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's a crime thriller. It's not. Uh, it's definitely not his usual like in-your-face sort of style of movie. I don't even know what one false move is. <clears throat> no, I don't know who put that on the list. Had to be me or you, because Noah doesn't even know what a simple plan is. I think this was you. You think it was me? I think so. Oh, this one also has Billy Bob Thornton in it. Small town police chief awaits the arrival of a gang of killers. Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, a bunch of other people I don't know. Gang of Killers. It sounds like uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that he made, the first one he made after being governor, where he's just the small town sheriff and the guy's coming to town. Uh, Indicates the criminals are fleeing to Star City, Arkansas. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Looks like uh, backwater uh, crime movies for next week with... Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton. That's a really specific theme. I'm I'm already yeah. happy just because we have such a specific theme. <laughs> uh, it's not streaming anywhere, but it looks like it's available to rent just about everywhere. So, here I'll find it. Yeah, so good. Um, sort of talked about it in the chat today, but Dave Filoni got a big promotion at uh, Lucasfilm. He's going to be sort of co-in charge of. All the Star Wars stuff from now on? Yeah, hopefully that means he's actually going to be in charge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping he's in charge of the creative angle of it, basically. Because mm-hmm. um, there was talk at one point of like Kevin Feige moving over and stuff. And it's like, I don't know if you want... Like I get that he was successful at what he did with Marvel for a long time, but I don't know if you want somebody that's not from the star Wars world taking over. And it seems like Filoni's like the perfect choice. Yeah. Unless you're going to bring George Lucas back. I think Filoni is the way to go. Wow. Yeah. I even think Dave Filoni is a better choice than George Lucas. Yeah. At this point, probably. <clears throat> so it's the right, move. it's the right move. Let's see. I mean, it's, it's also a big move up for him, right? Going from, you know, running TV shows to being in charge of such a, big thing so it's hopefully he handles it well i think he will yeah i think he'll be all right he's been used to running multiple tv shows before so yeah 
seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. And it seems like he actually usually has a plan for stuff that he's making, which is more than other people do. Yeah. It does seem like he wants to tell stories, um, over a period of time, you know, like have a start, a middle and an end and say, if you were doing a trilogy, that's a great way to do it. Is to have one movie be the start, one movie be the middle and one movie be the end. Um, doesn't just make it up as you go. Yeah. Because for everything you can say about George Lucas, one of the reasons that Star Wars is what it is, is because he did have this, you know, nine part story in his brain that, you know, okay, yeah, it's weird that he started with part four, but yeah, <laughs> like for as much as people have accused him of maybe like, like there, there's plenty of fair criticisms of him, but you can go back to when the original cast was promoting the, uh, the original trilogy and they're already talking about how there's a prequel trilogy and a sequel trilogy and you know maybe they would actually get called back they wouldn't be involved in the sequel in the prequels because it's but it would involve the young obi-wan and all this you know what i mean like all that existed yeah. in his head whether it played out exactly like he planned for it or not and when they decided to just start doing stuff off the cuff is when things kind of shit the bed so yeah and that i mean that to have waited so long to get more Star Wars and to get the sequel trilogy that we got. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like there's, there's good and bad in the first two movies. Um, but still it's not, I don't know. It's not a trilogy. Even one could argue. Yeah. Um, another Star Wars related thing, I guess we should let people know about is, uh, my friend Wes told me that someone, Uploaded a 16 millimeter print of the original, original Star Wars to archive.org. It's just free for people to go up there and download. Yeah. And I and this sure is. I don't know why it's sitting there and no one's taken it down. Right? Because Disney's usually pretty on top of that. I made sure I downloaded it, multiple copies in multiple formats before we made this, before we made this public <laughs> statement about it. I'm like. It already has like multiple hundreds of thousands of views and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, I've like, it's, I've never seen, it's a version of star Wars. I've never seen. Yeah. Cause when I say original, original, this is like the theatrical, like version of it, which doesn't have a new hope title on it has apparently, cause I haven't watched it all yet has alternate takes of different scenes. So there's like different, uh, choices that have been made and stuff. And so this is before Lucas went back originally and retooled it yeah. after it came out in theaters. Yeah, so so yeah, th- this is a version that, yeah, like none of us would have ever seen because none of us were born yet. Cause the, yeah, the earliest version I would have seen would have been the first re-release. Cause I think the first re-release, they re-released it in theaters before Empire came out. And I think mm-hmm. that's the version that was originally released on VHS. I don't know if there were any changes in between. There might have been, knowing them. Because <laughs> I didn't see any Star Wars films in theater until Jedi. So Yeah. See, and I didn't until they re-released them for the 30th anniversary. That, was, man, that made me so happy to watch them when they right. re-released them. Even though they were the special editions? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid so Specialized bullshit. <laughs> so it's just a nice version to have. You should download and, you know. Back up on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. So I'm interested to sit down and rewatch it and kind of see uh, see what the, if I can pick out what the differences are. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to watch it like probably this weekend ish and try to like 
pay attention and watch for the differences and stuff. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to because because most of the time if I watch Star Wars now I'm watching the Disney Plus most updated version, so. Mm-hmm. And I haven't rewatched really a new hope, but I don't know how long. So I watch bits and pieces of Star Wars all the time because when my kid's bored, he'll just be like, Dad, which Star Wars movie do they fall in the garbage? And I'll be like, It's this one and then we just watch a little bit of it till he's like till something exciting happens and he runs some play it again. <laughs> which one does Luke have a green lightsaber? I'm like, Yep, turn it on. <laughs> so till like he hears another kid playing outside and suddenly has to go. So I gotta go. That's does Lando play any video games? Uh, not really. He plays like mobile games. Oh. I was curious because they have that uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker uh, saga or whatever. Yeah, he keeps Which asking can... for like a video game system, but because he's yeah. like a kid, he always asks for like the most expensive one. Of course, so, like like right now, he wants a PS5 for Christmas, and I'm like, I don't see how I'm going to spend that much money on one of those just for you to not like play it. So <laughs> what are you saying? He's unreliable. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm saying don't buy seven year olds, anything that costs a lot of money because it's just too many shiny objects that could distract him. It's true. Um, and something that only me and you will be find interesting since Noah apparently fell asleep anyway, is, uh, the, uh, the main girl from the last couple of screen movies just got fired. Yeah, I noticed that. I don't know. I don't know what she's been saying. So I know she's made some comments. It's the yeah, Palestine-Israel stuff. Yeah, which uh, I don't understand enough to even comment on. So I just no. Uh-huh. It seems like there are people digging in on both sides, and when I say digging in, I mean being racist on both sides. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what she said exactly. Um, I don't even I really don't know which side she's on. But. It's it's one of these things. It's complicated, but it's also real simple. The Palestinian people are just normal people, and Hamas are pieces of shit. And the Israeli people are good, normal people. And the Israeli government are pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. That's I, it. Like I, everything like, you're saying is true, but yeah. I mean, it's not like I said. And, and people keep every time you say something like that, they'll go, "You're being racist." And it's like, how am I being racist? I'm saying they're all they're like bad governmental groups yeah. that are taking advantage of good people. That's not racist. No, the problem is that people have tied saying anything about the groups into the government agencies, and it's not cool. And then there's a whole separate issue where there's definitely a bias where people recognize Israeli as sort of being friendly to the West, and so it's okay for them to do whatever they want. And it's like, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, it's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but apparently she said something on Twitter, and so she got fired off of Scream 7. I think it's a bunch of stuff, so my guess is that she said some stuff, and they were like, you gotta stop, and then she didn't stop. Yeah. Like, it's a Roseanne-type situation, where it's like, you're not, get, you're not getting fired for this one comment, you're getting fired for yeah. a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, you, you, it's just you, like all the headlines are, she said something about Palestine on Twitter. Yeah. And, but like I tried to read it because I want just out of curiosity, and <clears throat> and also because I was trying to watch Our Man Flint and I wanted something else to do. Um, <laughs> and when I tried to read it, like I couldn't find the actual comments, but it did say that she's been outspoken for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's my guess is they're like just like just stay out of it. 
you're not you're not famous enough to get away with this. Please stop. Yeah. The interesting thing from our perspective is that it's likely going to have to lead to some kind of retooling because she was supposed to be a major character again, right? So yeah. now now what? Is it just Jenna Ortega? Do they center everything around her? Which like she's totally capable of carrying a film, but how do you write that? Yeah. Like I guess you have like get somebody else with long dark hair and just have her stabbed in the back at the beginning of the movie and Jenna's like, Oh no, that was my sister. I mean you could try recasting or something, I guess. I don't know. Or just finally pay Nev Campbell the money she wants and have her come back. Yeah, I'm done with her. I don't really want her. Oh, Doug has washed his hands. What? So Doug has washed his hands of Nev Campbell. I'm like, I'm done with you. I don't need you. Uh, yeah, like I to me, she hasn't added much to the Scream series since Hall Part Two. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. Part Three is there's nothing wrong with her in Part Three. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with her in Part Three. No, like part three is the low point of the series, in my opinion. Yep, but me too. She was like, there's no way she could save it. And then, like, no. part four and forward, she does feel a little shoehorned in. So I'm like, like, no offense, but Scream can move on without you. Yeah. Mm. And she's Canadian, so this proves I'm not by. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.